Hey everybody, welcome to Candor's Candor, episode 5. My name is Dreamweaver, and I'm here again this week with Kyle Candor Valley, our creative director for EverQuest 2. And we're going to talk about questions that the players have, um, and kind of whatever weird random stuff we come up with, but mostly the questions the players have, since that's what we're here to focus on. Uh, currently, it is pouring outside my window. It has been for at least the past 14 hours. So if you occasionally hear something fairly deafening, it's probably the lightning, thunder, or it's the rain that's trying to drown my apartment. So I apologize. Yeah, my backyard is underwater. Yeah, it's a, <laughs> it's a lot. Uh, the, this apartment complex has a pool, and I got to successfully make the joke that it has now added seven additional pools because of all our poor drainage. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's going to be exciting over the next several days that I am still trapped in my house. Um, but we're going to get started this week in just a second. Um, I want to take a quick moment to talk about a Showdown at Diaku Corral, which released two days ago from when this podcast theoretically comes out. Uh, if it comes out on a Thursday, if it comes out on a Wednesday, it's only been 24 hours. Um, and we're super excited that you guys are getting to experience that content. Kyle and the team have worked very long and very hard on it. And uh, yippee Kaye, guys. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, a, it's, it's definitely a, um, a, a passion project for uh Chris Gerlich for Kroll. So we're super excited to see how everybody likes it. Good. Awesome. I, I think I think Kroll has put a lot of work into it and I, I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be really cool. A lot of a lot of the stuff we did for it um is super exciting and the soundtrack that our sound guy worked on and it's just it's great. I think it's I think it's really exciting. The uh, first question we're going to tackle, one, first of all, thank you for all of the questions, guys. There's a ton of them, and I, we're going to work through these. Eventually, we're going to get through all of them. One way or another, we'll find a way. Uh, But there are a lot of you who have lots of multi-part questions, and it's always going to be great if we can be succinct as possible, just as a reminder just because sometimes I, I'm not sure where the question is in a statement, and that's my fault. So anything you can do to help me would be great. Uh, the first question, or first set of questions, I guess, uh, come from Kodan Elisar. If I said your name incorrectly, I am very sorry, but we're going to get started on yours. So the first question, Kyle, um, from forum user Kodan Elisar, uh, is... They enjoyed crafting in the uh, Chaos Ascending x pack To them, the Master Crafted experimented items are comparable to the better solo loot drops, especially when infused and or leveled. The Blood of Luckland x pack not so much. To make a, crafted, a, ma- to make a Master Crafted item seems so intensive and costly that it isn't worth the effort. The Master Crafted item also seems so much less desirable than the lowest trash loot items that kind of seals the deal. Please, can the EQ team, EQ2 team, rectify this and bring the joy back to crafting in the next X-Pack? This yeah. is a question I'm from them, so we'll go <clears> through. 
so we had a we had um a detailed plan on how we were going to do some stuff for crafting this expansion and how we we're going to make it more interesting and we had a bunch of really cool ideas and the the bottom line is we ran out of time um we were really pushing to make sure we had the crafting content in and some of the stuff you know slept by the wayside but we are we are talking about it we are trying to come up with um new ways to make the master crafted and a lot more crafting stuff interesting um for the next expansion for expansion 17 um we're talking about it right now um we're talking about maybe trying to put in some different stat sets so that Mastercrafted is more of a survivability tool. Like maybe Mastercrafted has higher resolve and higher hit points and higher uh, mitigation and higher, you know, all those type of um, survivability stats so that they're actually viable and usable for, you know, the, the content types like heroic and maybe even into, you know, raid one. But the idea is, is that you will eventually always want to upgrade it. <clears throat> um, so we're, we're playing with that and we're trying to come up with, we, we had, we had a plan to do like, you know, some, some really different stuff with trade skilling and <clears throat> um, it just didn't work out. So we're, but we're still thinking about it. We're still talking about it. We, we feel everybody's pain. We definitely want crafting to be more interesting. Um, for the next X pack. Um, and we definitely want the effort to be rewarded, right? The problem is, is we don't want to have, you know, a master crafted set that everybody wants and it bypasses heroic gear and it's super easy to make. And there's tons of it on the broker. And, you know, one of the, one of the things, one of the things that like we're trying to avoid is I remember talking to players in expansions past where they would log in and they would have, money so they would go to the broker and they would be like oh look there's a whole set of master crafted that's the current level so they would buy that and then they would start playing in the overland zone and doing all the quests and nothing would ever be an upgrade and then they wouldn't see an upgrade in the heroic content you know barely so it just doesn't feel like it ha it has to have its place and we definitely need to like massage it in sure yeah that that's, makes sense that's the short answer that's that's the short answer. Good lord, I bet the long answer is just as thrilling. Maybe I don't know. I, I mean, I think it's good. I think it's good to note that like there was a plan and it and it did fall by the wayside, which is unfortunate. Like, and I think that's something that happens even more frequently than. Uh, that we see sometimes it's just unfortunate right. when it happens with something that's, you know, very clearly already in game. And that's right. why there can be that kind of, um, uh, more significant response from players and things like that. So it's right. good. We address things like this. I mean, to be clear, we had plans for all sorts of other content, you know, paths and levels that also we had to, you know, scope, um, because we just, we, we were, we were basically just trying to get out what we could being so far behind. And, um, so it's not like, uh, to be very clear, it's not like we don't care about crafters or crafting or the experience, you know, for us, the most important thing was 
was the content so that because there's been a time where we didn't have the content in the expansion for crafters and then they really feel left out and you know not happy so but like we had all kinds of other stuff planned for you know heroic for raid stuff some with raids we might have even went too far we you know maybe we should have toned that back also and you know obviously lots of calamity ensued so which once again does can happen <laughs> from time to time um okay so let's move on to codan's next question uh when they returned to the game, they were looking forward to their 15-year veteran reward when it came time, only to find out that these no longer exist. Is there any chance of that coming back, at least on a quinquennial basis? I'm going to be <laughs> honest, guys. I know a lot of words. And I, I think this one means every five years. Um, and if it doesn't, I'm sorry. It's been a long day. I apologize. Um, so let's move on uh, with something unique that the loyal players can enjoy and show off. So basically, uh, is there any chance of us bringing back veteran rewards? So we stopped doing them, I believe, on the 12th anniversary is when we stopped. Um, but we ha- So the problem was is we had the stuff that would come out and then you'd have to wait if you were a newer player or if you're a player that just started even five years ago, then you had to wait like this ridiculous amount of time to get the really cool, you know, rewards for each anniversary was kind of the way it used to work, right? Like it was how long you played. And when you got to the 10th, you know, anniversary of your count, then you got the 10th anniversary stuff. So we just, we're looking for ways to put in cool rewards and cool stuff for everybody. And, and, we're not going to be doing any more of the of the um, you know anniversary type stuff. We'll definitely be doing stuff for our anniversary. Like last year, the fifteenth anniversary, we did a you know we did a ton of cool content and cool stuff for everybody. Um, but we're not going to be doing any more anniversary rewards in that system. Okay, uh, I, that feels like a pretty definitive answer. I know a lot of players used to like that, but I, I think. I think I think it makes sense why we kind of moved away from that system as opposed to the one that we have now. You're still uh, also you're still going to get the thing when you log in during the anniversary, and that's still going to be a unique and special award theoretically once you complete those things. So I think yeah. that's still cool. Um, we're, the, we're, all, we're also trying to like find a whole bunch of other like cool stuff to do stuff for. You know what I mean? Like like different holidays and different things that are meaningful. And, you know, obviously the anniversary is a big deal and we want to celebrate our players and especially, you know, the players that have been playing for a really long time. But yeah, it's just one of those things that we, we opted to stop doing and try to shoot for more meaningful rewards for everybody. Right. All right. The third question on their post, uh, dungeon finder to the best of their knowledge never worked well. Can the team rework this feature and not just have past dungeons, but include the current content from the latest X-Pac dungeons and heroic zones? Dungeon Finder was kind of in the same vein as the Battlegrounds. There was a time where um, there was a certain game that would implement something, and then people above us would say, you need to put this in the game immediately. And... (laughs) 
and we would have to stop what we were doing and and <clears throat> lose a third of our expansion content and all this other stuff and and rush these things in and battlegrounds was one of those and the dungeon finder one was the other and the 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 definitive answer is it would have to be completely rewritten it never worked the way we wanted it to we also had a very big and broad plan for cross-server Dungeon Finder, where dungeons were instances um, in between the servers and everyone could just get groups and play together no matter what server you were on. Um, and that was a really super cool idea, and we actually had a plan for that. But um, yeah, I mean, it's something that I can't, I can't say we will ever rewrite, but I can't say that we won't ever stab at again. So, yeah, I I think referring to the uh, other game that shall not be named, which is our new Voldemort, I suppose. Uh, <laughs> uh, I I think it's I think it's interesting in that like, I think we know that there are a lot of things we'd like to do, um, but the the work itself. It's one of those things that ends up being a value proposition of, well, it's either this or this. It's an A or a B, and there are times where we choose A and times where we choose B, kind of, kind of like that. Where it's like it's not that we never will do this, and it's not that we haven't talked about it before, but right. we're prioritizing other things. Right. Okay. And the fourth question on their post. Uh, please, can you do something with the familiar quest so it is not impossible to level our familiars? Yeah, um, I don't know what they mean by the familiar quest, but um, I mean, I, I, the way I know that it works is you blow up like your extra familiars for XP, and that's how you level your familiars. Um, <clears throat> we did familiars. That's one of those things that that so, and it's, no, people aren't going to like this answer, but. <laughs> When we put in familiars, we didn't. We never intended for people to just have max level familiars all the time, you know. So we we wanted to make it something that took a good amount of time and was a you know was a time consuming thing. So um, as far as making them level faster, we have we do have like you know familiar leveling events where we drop you know familiar time and we're we're adding more familiar time to all different places and stuff. So. That's something we're working on, I guess, is the, is the answer. All right. Uh, moving to the next user's questions. Um, I'm going to apologize now because I have tried to pronounce your name four or five times, and I'm not going to get it right, so I'm just going to call you Ben. And in the show notes, everyone will see your full username and then probably correct me and teach me how to say it. But for now, user from the forums, Ben, here's your first question. Uh, can we have a heroic gem merchant added to BOL? The gems are really stacking up beyond what'll be needed even to upgrade to challenge level gear. Yeah, so the gem merchant should be in uh, with G114 with Showdown at Diaco Kral. We put in um, some stuff that you can do with your heroic gems. So yes, you're probably already using it at this point. Uh, their second question, can some consideration be given to giving Heroic-only players a pathway to raid gear, allow a conversion of Heroic tokens to raid tokens, even at a high conversion rate of, say, 100 to 1? Uh, they say, next, 
Uh, I appreciate the age-old set argument that if you don't raid, raid gear is too OP and what have you. But with the advent of challenge and expert levels, that raid gear would be nice, even just the red Adorns being available on Sanctus Saru Merchant. Um, and it might also convince people to uh, continue to run heroics uh, while waiting for the next X-Pack or GU, uh, even with that conversion rate. Um, I don't have a huge issue with maybe doing some sort of conversion rate. I don't, I mean, um, if heroic players have access to, you know, tier one raid loot, I don't think that's, that's really that ba bad or that's really that big of a problem. I mean, um, I know that we have put some tier one raid loot in the overseer system. I know that there will be some available, um, via the crates on the um, Heroic Gem Merchant. Um, so there's definitely paths as far as, you know, loot, um, but as far as a direct path where you can, you know, know for sure that you're going to grind out Heroic Gems and then possibly buy um, raid-level stuff, I don't, we don't have a plan for that, but I don't necessarily think that heroic players having access to some of the tier one raid loot is, is a bad idea. I mean, especially if it's something that's, you know, takes a lot more time to get like raiders, you put together a raid, you go clear your tier one raids, you get your tier one loot. These are players. We do have a lot of players that are, you know, pretty much predominantly heroic players. And I don't, I don't, I don't have a problem with that. Um, I'm not saying it's something that we'll necessarily do, but, um, I, I definitely have written it down. Okay. All right. And their third part of their question is how about some upgraded heroic gear and or red or blue Adorns on the Sanctus Saru Merchant? Yeah. Um, again, not really something that I have a problem with. They're talking about like being able to buy, you know, like higher tier heroic loot from a merchant. That would, the, I think that was, yeah, I think that's what the they're heroic asking. Gems. Mm -hmm. That that would be my that would be my assumption. There's not a lot of additional context in their question, but from the context of their previous questions, I think that's what they're talking about. But right. it's entirely possible Ben will hop on the forums and let me know I'm wrong. So if that's true, Ben, please let me know. Yeah, and then um, since we're on that path we did actually put in a way for all the raiders who got their quest shoulders um there will be a, a path in game now with the gu so that you can get those shoulders for your alts um as you've been asking so um that's was kind of felt like that was in the same vein as what we were talking about so yeah just, and they've and they've definitely been asking so right so we put in we put in a way for you to get those items for your alts Awesome. That's going to make a lot of people who like running several alts very happy. Yes. Um, Altaholics. The all the altaholics. <laughs> it will it will definitely it will definitely make them very happy. I know quite a few players have put that as part of their questions or or similar things. The final question that I have before we wrap today's podcast because once again, never want these to be too long. Um if you had to pick a Harry Potter house, Kyle, which house would you fall into? 
and the only reason I ask is because apparently players want to know. Oh, that's a tough one. I will say that I think on the Harry Potter site, I was sorted into Hufflepuff. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. <laughs> um, but I always, I always look at myself as I would, I would definitely be a Slytherin. <laughs> That's an interesting way to look at yourself. Well, because so just to be clear, when I play games and when I play like fantasy stuff and when I play like MMOs and like whatever I'm playing, I always go evil. I, uh, cause, uh, you know, it's hard and even almost impossible to be evil in the real world. And See, not I feel up, like that's unfair. Slytherin is not, evil, not end up just ambitious. Yeah, I mean, true, right? That's another thing, too, is they're ambiguous, right? They, well, I said ambitious, but <laughs> those are very different words, Kyle. I think, I think um, some people, you know, feel like they're evil. Some people feel like they're just misunderstood, which is also cool. I don't mind being I'm definitely leaning with just misunderstood. <laughs> yeah. I feel like ambition is misunderstood, and that's unfair. Okay, sure, absolutely. Perfect. Um, I'm not going to give my, I'm not going to give you my real answer, but we'll go back to, I, I think, I think I would consistently be sorted into Hufflepuff. Oh, that's good to know. That's uh that tells me a lot about you and I'm unsurprised <laughs> by your sorting. Um, I think we do, I'm looking at our time right now and there is one other question I'd like to get answered because it does come up quite a bit. Um, but, uh, Multiple people ask this question in DMs. A few people asked it on social media. And it got asked a few times in that thread by a couple different people. And I'm not sure picking out one is they're all worded about the same way. But more or less, the question is, uh, where are the heritage quests? There used to be a few per expansion, but we haven't seen any for a while. And uh, are they coming back? Is there a reason we've stopped doing them? That is an excellent question. Um, so we had, we have heritage quests planned. Um, we have, we have planned them for almost every expansion. Um, but the thing about quests is quests are so time consuming. I actually have, I did some of the heritage quests Some of the past heritage quests were mine. Like as a designer, I did, I've done quite a few heritage quests um, <clears throat> and I enjoyed doing them as a designer, um, but they're incredibly time consuming. And there's this whole kind of dichotomy where it's like we have to, in order to spend this, you know, large amount of time on a single quest line, then we have to make sure that, you know, it's, it's not done in an hour, even though we spent three, four weeks on it, it's not, it's it's rewarding enough. Um, there's right, and, you, and then and then it starts to go into that path of like we're putting in artificial gates and time-consuming things and farming things and all this stuff that really isn't very popular anymore and people really don't care for um, in their content. Sure. And so so we plan heritage quests. We had one planned um, for showdown at Diaku Corral and. And we we cut it because we we opted to put in some quests for the dungeon, 
and put in some more relevant stuff that actually pertain to that dungeon. Um, does that mean that we won't do any in the future? No, that doesn't mean that. Um, we from like all... a, since you, so really quick, I'm going to interrupt. So okay. from a, from a time, from a time perspective, I think it might be helpful for players to understand when you say it was a large amount of time, pick, I don't know, the last heritage quest that you actually designed that went into the game. It ended up taking players, you know, how long on average, but how long did it take you to design and get that into the game? So the last one that I did probably took me six weeks to do. Do we know how long it took players to get through it? Probably probably two to three days. That is that is a lot of time. Yeah. And um I think the last one I did was Dark Mail Gauntlets. Maybe I did one after that. Might have done a couple after that. I don't remember. But like the Dark Mail Gauntlets one, I put in like all this extra stuff. I made it so that you could grind a faction. I made it so that if you did all this cool stuff, you got all this extra appearance gear. You got all these cool titles. Um, but I mean, it was like, it was a heritage quest in the theme of, I think all of our heritage quests from the beginning were always these really cool kind of separate side story things that, you know, told the story of a really cool item and a really cool, you know, like, like storyline. And we spent a lot of time on them and implementing quests and EverQuest too is so time consuming. Um, I mean, we, we basically spend all the time that we have writing, crafting the, the, the signature lines for each expansion, doing all the dialogue, doing all the, you know, I mean, these things are so time consuming. It basically takes us the entire breadth of what we have time for, for each expansion, just to put in a signature line and a handful of side quests and stuff. And now, you know, we've been making like this extra effort to put in drop quests and POI quests. And we definitely make sure that there's a good amount of collection quests and all this kind of different stuff to kind of fill up and make it feel, you know, like there's a lot of stuff to do, not make it feel, but give you a lot of stuff to do. And the heritage quests, it's, 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 it's also in this crack between we, we want to do it justice and we just don't have the time to do it. Um, <clears throat> that said, the, um, we are we are planning one or two for expansion seventeen. So, um, and I'm and hoping hope that, we can get to them. Well, I'm hoping I can plan it into where it'll be. It'll be actually kind of part of the overall content that was intended. So that way, you know, it happens, right? Like, it's, sure, it's not just a heritage quest, but it actually is involved with something that's going on in the zone and. <clears throat> That so it's, it's built into the creation of the thing as opposed yeah, to I mean, it would a be secondary more like, thing that occurs. Right. It would take more of kind of the place of like some side quests that we would normally do that tell like little side stories or something. Sure. Like that. But um, we do have like some really, really cool stuff coming for expansion 17. I'm super excited about those zones and where we're going with expansion 17. So yeah. I, and we'll and be able to talk about it more in the coming months, I hope. Yes, we definitely will. But mm -hmm. um, so the, the short answer is, is we would like to do heritage quests. We feel like 
there's something that was kind of part of EQ2. And we, we, we tried to get them in for years. And then, you know, the other thing is, is, you know, if we can spend a lot more time on a lot more content like signature quest lines and long quest lines and epic quests and whatever else the stuff we've done in the past. I mean, to me, like the epic quests were kind of giant heritage quests. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, so um, that's the answer. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right. Oh, uh, we have definitely gone long, even if there are edits to this. So thank you, everybody, for listening to Candor's Candor, Episode 5. Once again, I'm your friendly neighborhood community manager, Dreamweaver. I'm here with Kyle Candor Valley, and we'll see you in game. See you in game.